We here at Sports Best Friends want to begin each episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and Camaragal peoples, the traditional owners of the lands on which we record. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you all are listening, always was, always will be. of Sydney, Australia, comes two energetic Aussie commentators. Ben, aka Cardi B, is a budding expert in NBA collectibles and a longtime NBA fantasy sports winner. Big T is a rookie to the whole game, wanting to grow and learn over the season. Join them on their season of exploration here on Sports Best Friends, a member of Brooklyn Netscast Media. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NBA Fandom, a podcast as excited about the NBA as Cardi B is about as Cardi B. Mm, he really wants to talk about the Bulls this week, guys. I'm T. Views on my own. I'm recording these views on the Patrick Zoom Ewing hotline, and on the court waiting for tip off is my boy Cardi B, who can be found on Instagram at Cards from the Bench and Twitter at Cards Bench. Uh, you can find me Brooklyn Nets AUS. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks, mate. Uh, how are you? Good weekend? I'm digesting everything pretty well. Uh, my food, my basketball, everything's going well. Uh, still still summer here in Australia, and so NBL's kicking off. That that whole thing's happening. I don't think the Kings are setting the world on fire, but they're, they're there or thereabouts, so that's okay. It's... Uh, oh, there's so much to talk about today. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but... Um, I haven't watched much of the NBL. I'm going to be honest. I've missed a lot of it. Um, so I'm still keen to get to a game. Uh, if uh, Love to hear if anyone's been out there and what the atmosphere is like because I've um, been keen to go. So Can you tell me what hat you're wearing tonight? Uh, I'm wearing the Cards, Cards from the Bench cap tonight, Ooh, okay. which uh, actually had an accident this week and got trodden on and is bent. Oh, so no. I'll have to get a new edition. Uh, for the for the uh, up and coming openings, we're going to do some card openings uh, and a video on that. So um, have to get a new edition of it. But uh, fresh yeah, cap. fresh cap for it. So now, I'm sporting a very cool uh, oh. Shaquille O'Neal in his in his Orlando Magic time. A big TST that was a. Uh, it's it's a bit hard to pick up in this camera, but it's both him thinking about dunking. It's like a fade into dunking. It's, it's pretty cool in real life. Nice, uh, nice. And I'm pretty proud of that. And I've also got a great pair of pink. Flamingo shorts, which goes with the pinky purple, um, the pinky purple Shaquille O'Neal shirt. So it's a real vibe out here, Cardi. You can't see it because the square's so small, but I'm sure you can. You can see it pouring out of my face. How great I look! My fashion sense tonight is great. I can hear your enthusiasm yeah. in your in your in your pink outfit. So I get it. <laughs> Black and pink. Yeah. Seconds. Uh, tell me about the Suns. Speaking of uh, feeling fantastic and being on top, how are the Suns doing? Suns, Suns, Suns. So uh, 
we only had two games this week, which was nice. Oh, uh, weird. And and I've only and I've actually been pretty slack uh, with watching basketball this week because I've uh, started a new job, which I mentioned last week. So had to watch the Suns and the uh, Suns Pacers. Uh, sorry, Suns Raptors first, uh, which Toronto went in six game winning streak, which sounds great on paper. But when you actually looked at the games, uh, they're all home games, and no one was sending anyone to Canada because of COVID protocols. (laughs) So um, the Suns went up there. We were like, oh, no, we'll just send our full strength lineup. Uh, So we went up there and we we took the victory. Uh, It was a pretty brutal game to watch, um, to be honest. Jay Crowder was our top scorer with 19 points. So that'll kind of sum it up for you. Um, It did match our franchise record for starts for the first 40 games. So we're 31 and 9, which was amazing. But the story of the game was the Devin Booker run-in with the Toronto Raptors mascot. Uh, so no one is in, allowed in the stadium at the moment. And towards the end of the game, Booker had some uh, uh, three, three, three throws, three throws, and uh, the mascot was seen jumping in the back of his uh, his vision, and so he got him ejected uh, from the stadium. There's no one else in the stadium, so that that was that was pretty funny. Uh, Booker after the game said they had their beef and he was over it and he actually changed his Twitter profile picture to the Raptors mascot. <laughs> um, but it led in really well to the next game, which was in Indiana. And the uh, when the Suns were introduced in Indiana, they played the Jurassic Park theme song. Oh which my I god, amazing! <laughs> uh, and the mascot himself bought in like an inflatable. Um, dinosaur for shoot around behind the <laughs> so I love all that stuff that was yeah, great me there. Too. Um, it didn't really work um, Booker went for 35 uh, he had 22 <laughs> in the third quarter uh, 8 and 27 and 12 and Phoenix just uh, ramped it up in the in the fourth quarter and won the game pretty easily um, so it was two good games but the biggest story of them was the the, the memes that came out of the Booker um, the Booker experience but uh, looking good. A um, bit of interesting kind of chat this week about DeAndre Ayton and what's going to happen with him next year because he didn't sign that extension or they didn't offer that extension. Um, I can't see. I was asked earlier this week. I just can't about it. I just can't see him being anywhere else but Phoenix. Even if someone matches, we can match uh, his offer. So there was talk. There was an article written about Detroit wanting to poach him. I mean, that would be great for Detroit, but I just can't let. <laughs> let I can't see it happening. So. Um, yeah, look, it, it was a it was a good good couple of days for us. Um, I did have some concerns for you though, I must say, because what I was worried was the Nets. Last last time we talked, you said that you were only going to cover the wins, <laughs> and um, you nearly lost in overtime, and then you won one game. And I was like, it's going to be a really short podcast, and going to have nothing to talk about. So um, it's good that good that it didn't end up with just the one game. So you must be feeling good about that. So in a week where we win more games than you even play, you think you're going to run at me with, <laughs> with, with that? That's terrible. You uh, you've got to work on that. Um, so the first two games were incredible. Your overtime game you mentioned was was fantastic. With the best part about that was Durant looking like he was going to take the shot. He gets doubled and immediately goes off to Cam Thomas because the, the belief is there. The kid has an open shot but draws the guy off his legs, takes one step forward, beautiful little uh, uh, little sky ball to take that. And then we defended. It wasn't that the, um, the San Antonio missed their shot. We defended 
that shot, so it didn't even get away. So it was it was a great ending too. Again, we're, I mean, San Antonio on the table don't look good, but even you said the other week when you guys played them, you were really surprised by it, that they just stick with you the whole time and they obviously showed it here. We It was a close first half, but we blew them away in the third and they came back uh, and, and made it a real game uh, mm. and, and a fantastic one to watch. If, if you're happy to forget, which I am because I'm not a huge NBA aficionado, if you're happy to forget which are good teams and which are bad teams, that was just a fantastic game. Later when I looked into it and I was like, oh, that probably shouldn't have been that close. You know, it's, it's a bit more depressing. But backing up into the Bulls afterwards, which we've already lost to twice, they're obviously competing with us in our um, division. In fact, we're, we're fighting for first and second with them. This was a phenomenal game to, to get up and to finally win and to do it with Kyrie. Finally look like a team that when we make the playoffs – will look like we, we have some real working space there because particularly in the third with um, with the beard just looking so dominant, just him doing whatever he wants, Kyrie giving him some freedom. But Kyrie didn't have a massive game, but he's just on the floor doing what he needs to do. Durant didn't have a massive game, but it's just because the three of them are just playing so well with, with Patty. At Robin Ludberg said, the Nets appear to be a better team with all of the Kevin Durant, James Harden and Kyrie Irving available. And I just loved how that was, I mean, it didn't need to be said, but I'm really glad that this blue tick is out here saying it because uh, someone needs to say it. But he said big three and really the big three, we all know uh, um, Harden, Durant and Mills until Irving really put some numbers up. And at uh, the bat the Bounce of the Ball podcast, the TBOTB podcast. He quote tweeted um, KCJ Hoop, who tweeted, net 62, Bulls 60 at the half, and then Harden 15, 14 points, five assists, Mills 11 points, and Durant 10 points, six assists. And uh, the Bounce of the Ball quote tweeted that and said, the real Nets big three. Completely agree with him. And then at Wilson Chandler at Blue Tick said, Brooklyn got too much firepower with all three of them and Patty Mills in the corner. Don't care how good your defense is. And Wilson's absolutely right. Once I watch that game, we're also going to get back um, Joey Buckets eventually. But once their centers kind of look a lot more um, centery, structured, standing still, getting boards like this, uh, that rookie, a our, our rookie whose name I can't remember right now, who's who's been fantastic. I want to say he's got a normal last Stone. name. Huh? I was going to say Stone. I was going to say Stones, but I don't think. No, no, no. It's like DeAndre. Uh, Dion, oh fuck, I really should know his name. Um, but anyway, that bloke, that rookie's excellent. Um, even Griffin didn't have a bad game in this one. And and obviously, Claxton has had some good games as well. So now that that's getting sewed so down a bit, we're looking good. But let's just quickly stay on Patty for one extra second because uh, the BOTB podcast tweeted when Patty Mills is on fire, but you're a Bulls supporter, he was really struggling in that, particularly the end of the third and fourth, where Patty was just finding everything and just dropping flames from everywhere. In fact, at NBA underscore AU tweeted, it was the most 20-point games in a season by Patty Mills so far in his career. He had eight in 13 to 14 from 81 games. He had nine from 19 to 20 from 66 games, and he's already got 11 um, 20-point-plus games this year after just 40 games. Now, considering he's in a team with all of those megastars, he was going to be a role player off the bench. He's having such a big season, and it's fantastic to watch um, as an Australian supporter. And and the TBOTP podcast tweeted one more time, and he was all over this because he was adding me because he's a Bulls fan and he, he loves it when the Nets are playing them. He said, Bulls won't go away at Brooklyn Nets, AU, highest quality game I've seen all year. It certainly was a great game. Bulls did come back, I guess, a bit in the fourth, but he still got pumped by 20 big boys, so you didn't come back too hard. 
the uh, the third, it was just not giving away ball. There were so many turnovers in the first and second that was keeping the balls in it. And they looked fantastic. They were playing fun basketball. But then when we didn't let go of the ball in the third, it was just a whitewash, a beautiful mountain. Um, hit me with some of your insights about the Bulls game because I know you've been telling everyone the Bulls aren't real. This must have been a little bit happy for you to see that, that we were going to win and you're going to be able to come in and talk some schmack. Oh, and like I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit here and smirk and and just just go with that. Um, no, look, it's the it must be very satisfying as a as a Nets fan to watch the big three come in and like literally blow out uh, one of the biggest rival and or the one of the biggest rivals in their conference. So I think that's got to be nice. Um, getting all three on the court, like amazing problem you might have is if you go to the playoff series and you don't have home court advantage then you might you might not have all three on the court but maybe they'll pay the fine um which apparently they can to make him play but uh i think chicago from my recollection didn't have uh well levine's out um which is a huge loss for them uh i think he just him going down is is something that they're probably going to really find um find tough going forward and uh, I don't know if there's actually been any kind of significant time I, I don't think it's a significant time that he's expected to miss but um, he's he's going to be missed by them um, how do they fill that gap is probably the question that I have as a Bulls fan so I'm not going to I'm not going to harp on it yet I, as I, I maintain that I'm worried about the Bulls in the playoffs as opposed to the Bulls in the regular season so I'll just let them let them go and then our last win of the week was against the Pelicans today. And there's only two things I really wanted to talk about in that. One is uh, at Brooklyn Nets, the blue tick tweeted, Kevin Durant is out for the remainder of the game um, due to tonight's left knee sprain, which was terrifying. Uh, also because it came from one of the Pelicans dudes trying to run through, I think it was Bembry, and Bembry falls back into um, Kevin. So it wasn't even, you know, one, it's a reversing, it's like against against how the foot or the leg would bend. And also it just looks so innocuous. Um, and yeah, it just looked like nothing was in it and he was limping out. So terrifying for everybody, particularly since we're just about to go into the All-Star. You don't want to watch an All-Star series without him. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was at Brooklyn Nets, again, the blue tick, just tweeting, Paddy Pylon on at Paddy Mills times hash NBA All-Star, and fuck me if he makes into the All-Stars this year based on how we swing for the Nets. That's going to be an absolute time here down in Sydney and Canberra where he's from. The, anyway, Paddy Pylon on, he had another great game, just dropping bombs um, so fast. I love that he still pushes through the screen. He just looks so energetic, so fit, so strong. And then uh, gets to his spot, never tries to draw a foul, just shoots, fires, jumps straight back out of the way, looking for uh, not looking for a rebound, but certainly looking to get back in case... It doesn't work. He's just such a little dynamo. I'd love watching him play. He's he's fantastic. Uh, and then one thing last I'll just say about that was at Hooper's Brazil tweeted, James Harden, 27 points, eight rebounds, 15 assists. Cam Thomas, 20 points, five rebounds, and 70% from the field goals. Cam's just getting so, so good. And then the other person he wanted to spotlight was Paddy Mills, 21 points, three assists, uh, and 53 from the field. So there's another 20-point game on top of the record we are already talking about before. He's already up to 12, so... Just a fantastic season for me to fall into following Paddy Mills. Yeah, he's been he has been amazing this year, and I think we talked about that again on one of the pods where we said he probably wasn't given the opportunity to play or to to fire and just do whatever he wanted to do on it. Where he's on a team like this, where he can you know just operate. I think watching that game today, I mean, obviously the Durant 
injury is a serious worry for not even just the the Nets, but I think like you know he's the MVP right now. Um, well, he's one. I think I don't think he's favorite on the books. I think he's second. But for me, he's the MVP. He's carried his team. He's playing forty minutes a night. But the good thing for you guys was that the three rookies that you have, uh, so. Um, uh, Ke- uh Kessler, I think he's Kessler Edwards. He was great. He yeah. he had had a good game, and then um, Sharp is the guy that we're trying to remember before. Yes. So Sharp. And then um, obviously Cam Thomas is pretty confident as well, and and he had twenty points. So those guys stepping up will take a lot of pressure off. And I think there was a Blake Griffin signing. I think he played a sighting. I think he played twenty minutes <laughs> and a few rebounds. So. Um, yeah, there's 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 some good stuff there for the Nets. Uh, the the Pelicans are pretty ordinary as as always. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with that team. I think that's a whole another podcast within itself. But they're just <laughs> mess. absolute mess. So yeah, the thing I like about those rookies though is that the those points get shed around. Sharp's yeah. getting twelve. Edwards is getting sixteen. Thomas is getting twenty. There's not one person who's like Durant's down. Fuck, I'll be Durant. They're they're coming on and doing their. I don't want to say roles because they're not role players. We're coming in and doing what they need to do in that game, getting a look, taking a shot, uh, and yeah, and it worked for them. And that's got to be so good for their confidence, particularly when we go later into the season and you can see other issues with um, in, in the postseason where we need, when, you know, it's back-to-backs and whatever, and you don't want to get the same looks on the court. You want to have different shapes and different formations so coaches don't pick you up. It's going to have those, those rookies are going to be really great, I think, in those situations. Now, let's talk about the rest of the – oh, you got something else? I was just going to say, like, the, the best example of the hustle in that game, though, was Sharp, right? He had 10 rebounds. I think six were offensive, if I remember that. I had a wow. quick look before. And it was against Valanchunas, who's been able to sort of pull down rebounds at his will. Um, and I just thought, like, I love when you see those guys who, you know, get their shot, rookies, you know, G-leaguers or whatever, come in and they just pick up all the rebounds and, and like really hustle, hustle, um, and against someone like Valanciunas, who's I think fourth or fifth in the league in rebounding at the moment. So, uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, cool to watch, anyway. You're right, because just reminded me of a time where he gets a he gets past uh, the ball in the low post, Valanciunas, and then tries to um, what's that thing called when you when you post up on the bloke, and then pretty much gets there and does this little sky hook. And, and because yeah. of the shot contest, it doesn't work. And then Sharp got that rebound as well. So you're right there. I remember that now. He was great against Valanciunas. Mm. Uh, now, <clears throat> Lakers still terrible. Boston still up in the air. The rest of the season is still looking so great. I mean, they're both under 500, I think, if I'm remembering that right. Oh, maybe definitely the Lakers are. Maybe not the Celtics yet. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. I think they were both both hovering. Say, they're we'll both call close. Them yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts this week and, and all everyone's talking about is Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. So, um, I had a friend who's a, who's a marginal NBA fan, send me a message saying, how good is it to see the Lakers losing? Um, and <laughs> I, said I couldn't agree more. So sorry, Laker fans, but, uh, yeah, look, I think that story is, is for the rest of the year. Um, Boston as well. Um, coming into the trade deadline will be really interesting. There was a first trade this week. Cam Reddish really was the headed to the headed to New York. Uh, I don't know whether that's really going to have any impact on either team. Um, it maybe clears some some of the way for the Atlanta team, who are pretty stacked. They've got a few guys there that can play. So it's a, like the first real trade that we've had, and I think in the next we've got about a month to the trading deadline. So interesting to see if the Lakers the Lakers have nothing to trade. 
So I don't know what they trade. I think they have their next pick is their next first round pick is 2027 that they can trade, right? So no one's giving them anything for a pick that's five years away. Uh, so I don't think there's much they can do. Obviously, Boston, we've talked about what do they do with Jalen um, Jalen Green, uh, Jalen Green, um, Jalen Brown and uh, um, Jason Tatum. And maybe they do something, maybe they're pretty active. But I think either way, it was it's, it's cool to see the trade window down the line and let's see if Ben Simmons ends up <laughs> Finally, doing yeah, yeah, yeah. He he came out this week and he said, I don't know if you saw this, but he came out and said, um, or his his representation came out and said, um, he will probably need a month, a few weeks to ramp up. I don't know what he's been doing, uh, so that blows my mind. But the best part of that was, he only has mental health issues. Don't worry about trading for him because he only has mental health issues if he's still playing in Philadelphia. Otherwise. He'll be fine. That's what they came wow. out and said. That's so already bizarre, isn't it? Mm. It is it was super bizarre. So who knows where they'll end up? Um, but yeah, it's been a pretty. I think the biggest story of the week, though, probably one of we touched on it last week was like Clay's return uh, to the game. Uh, the game was much hyped. He had a great game. He did that great dunk, and everyone was excited. He kind of cooled off a little bit, and they've lost a couple in a row. More so not Clay's return, but I think they really miss Draymond Green and he's been out. Uh, so I think they're going to really miss him. Um, but they've got a bunch of guys that are like, they've still got James Wiseman who hasn't played. They've got uh, a couple of rookies that are there. So I think they'll be interesting. And then the final one for me for the week was Memphis, who are now third in the West, overtook Utah. They've won, they won 10 and 11 in a row and then lost to the Mavs the other day. So everyone's talking about Jar and what they're going to do. So it's pretty exciting. That, that conference, um, we've talked about this already, but it's just maintained that conference, Jazz, Grizzlies, Warriors, and, and your sons are all yeah. have a better win percentage than the Bulls who are coming first. So it's just outrageous. And and those four teams, particularly um, the Jazz and the Grizzlies, just play such a fun brand of basketball, um, particularly, particularly the Grizzlies. Whereas in our conference, I, I like playing the Bulls. I'm not sure how much of that's romantic um, 90s stuff. Um but I like watching them. And I also really still like the Heat. The Bucks are kind of nice. But other than that, all the Hornets are kind of fun in my conference. But outside of that, everything is very hit and miss, hot and cold. It's it's hard to get a read on them. I only ever watch the rest of those teams if they're playing um, some of the league pass teams that I have. Yeah, and so it's a real, you know, your conference is, is way cooler. And I, I'm worried about the Lakers only because the Mavericks and Nuggets, although I don't find them particularly attractive, they're very difficult teams to beat or to, to try and get over on that ladder. And then they have Jazz, Grizzlies, Warriors and Suns all above them. So it's an absolute think, shit fight, yeah. that conference. I think it's a top four with Dallas at the fifth. Um, Denver's obviously injury riddled. Um, Lakers, Clippers this week um, said that Paul George might not be back. So they can pretty much put a line through the season. Portland, Dame's probably done for the season. Like, you know, so you, you kind of start looking there's like maybe five teams there that can realistically win the West. But I mean, we still, we're halfway through the season, right? So yeah. getting ahead of myself. Hey, Big T, Cardi B. Love your work, boys. So what started as a high quality game descended into a demolition job by the Nets. Uh, too much firepower on the perimeter. Kyrie and Patty Mills being left open, too wide open actually after double teams on KD and Harden just feasting on sloppy and tentative defence, just getting fouls all day. Yeah, so the Nets are the true contenders too. And the Bulls, yeah, they're not pretenders, but 
they're definitely in that second tier below the Nets and the Bucks at the moment. So, see you in the postseason, mate. Keep up the good work, gents. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Let's turn um, to, I've turned up late and I've got some questions. I want to know, you mentioned before that you, someone squished your hat, but and you've got some more packs to open, so tell me. What's happening with the pack world uh, of beautiful cards? The cards. So, oh, well, I mean, the biggest story this week was not an NBA card um, story. And I don't know if you caught this one, but it was the uh, the, the Pokemon case. Have you heard about this one? <laughs> well, but I love Pokemon. So, Go. so uh, there's been a lot of hype around Pokemon as much as there has about all the sports cards. And so I thought I'd talk about this one today. There was a case that was bought. It was an original a first series Pokemon case and it sold for 3.5 million US. What? Uh, now it was bought by a guy uh, who is no, a known influencer and um, is, is so not controversial, but he's known um, as someone who loves the attention. Anyway, um, there was rumors that started probably three or four months ago that the case might actually be fake. And so uh, the the, the case was the authenticity of the case was insured. And so what they decided to do was open the case this week oh, to see if it was fake what? or not. So, I mean, this is a story that is not hidden in, in, you know, uh, basketball in card world. It's actually, it was on SMH this week. It's a, it's a pretty big story. So hold on, hold on, but let me pull you back just for a sec, because if they do open the case, just so I'm keeping across the story, they do open the case that would then drop the value, right? Because it's supposed to be like, yeah. even if it is now authentic, yeah, but cool. You broke it. Wow. Yeah, so there's that part. So I think that there was a big part of them that knew that it was fake. Um, and so when that, so they opened it um, and then there's a seven minute video you can watch of them opening the case. Um, I find it very hard to believe that it's real. Um, if you watch it, it feels very staged. The best part was they opened a box in the case. They opened one of the boxes just to, just to really confirm that it wasn't, that it was fake. And there was GI Joe cards in there. Right. And you can see the guy go, oh, G.I. Joe, I hate G.I. Joe. Um, the funny mm. part of that is G.I. Joe cards on eBay have gone up like 400% since that video came out. So it's just stuff like that that just blows your mind. So anyway, that's kind of the biggest story of the week. The case was fake. Um, wow. it, was insured. Um, it was put together by, uh, it was sold by a, um, a, a guy in the states uh and they don't know the whole source of the case but it's um it's been proven to be fake so it's pretty wow it's a pretty crazy one um so read it read on it's about pokemon uh, rich uh i was gonna say rich paul it's not rich paul it's rich logan i think his name is um i should should have should uh should have known that off the top of my head but um it's not rich logan either uh, just Google Pokemon case. Next time I'll do my, my I'll write his name down. Um, so it's a really interesting story. Next um, time he buys a $3.5 million Pokemon case, you can tell us his name. He's a pretty big dealer anyway. He's a pretty big deal in the card world. So yeah. A um, couple other things. Um, fanatics who mm. a lot of people are familiar with, um, they uh, recently, last year, got the licenses for uh, the NBA and the NFL 
uh, cards um, in the future, in a couple of years' time, um, taking them off uh, Panini and Tops, who are the companies that produce those cards at the moment. Uh, they went out and bought Tops two weeks ago um, for $500 million. So that's a big that's a big one in the card world because it'll mean that um, Tops as a card, as a brand, will continue to uh, be around, whereas they won't, and it'll be officially licensed because it comes along with a Fanatics banner. Uh, so that was a big, big deal in the card world. Uh, and then finally was one which I know you're going to love. So the new, there's a new set of cards coming out this week, uh, 18th of January, so a couple of days' time. Uh, this is flawless. So these are the top, top, these are the ones that you yeah, get in yeah. this case right so first time they're coming out for the year these are it's the end of the 2021 season so it's the last set for the year um they are starting the dutch auction which we talked about where it's a starting price it goes down they're starting at twelve and a half thousand us um so i won't be buying a case uh <laughs> you get 11 cards in those ones so you know better value than some of the other boxes you've seen out there um, three of those cards will have diamonds in them. So wow. you know, if you look for, the, for your special someone, you could always buy them one of these. And, um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day, here you go. And, and eight, um, eight autographs. So, yeah, 11 cards, eight of those will be autograph cards. So wow. it'll be interesting to see what that price ends up. Um, uh, I think at the bottom of the auction is at 5000 but I think it'll sell out before then because there's so much hype around this set um, coming out. And then, yeah, there's just been... It's, it's the one that everyone wants to own this year. So I think it'll probably sell for sort of 10,000 10, US. So. so what stops me from making a basketball card and selling them? Is this a, is this a, is this a business idea or is this just a... Yeah, <laughs> both. Well, tell me how hard it is and it'll become a business yeah. idea or just a super one. Because, how, how I mean, I know Fanatics has just bought tops, but surely no one gets to say you are a basketball card and you're not a basketball card. What does well, the NBA was, get to say... You can't sell yeah, stuff with people's faces on. Yeah, basically it comes down to the official licensed product. So there's a couple of products that you can buy uh, that that are of the players in a, it might be Harden in a black uniform, but it doesn't have the Nets logo or his number on it. Uh, and so that's an unofficial license, unofficially unofficial product. So it's not an official licensed product. So it basically just doesn't have the resale value. Um, so yeah, that that's really just what stops um, other companies from coming in, uh, and and collectors want the official licensed product stuff. Yeah. So really, what it comes down to the demand yeah, for okay. it. So and they don't give out heaps of licenses, I'm assuming, either, because they don't want heaps of different people. Basically, one, yeah, one now. Whereas before, we're probably when a lot of people who who are in their sort of late 30s, 40s, and 50s were collecting cards growing up. There was Upper Deck and Skybox and a bunch of different Flare and Flea. Uh, those don't exist anymore. They all fall under one license, which Panini bought out. And that's why the, some of those cards just don't exist anymore. So Topps used to have a version of a basketball card. Topps Chrome is one of the most famous sets um, and Topps Finest. Uh, that Topps don't produce NBA cards anymore because they don't have all those official licensed products anymore. So wow, an interesting space. Um, I'm going to open a box of everything this year. So I'm pretty pumped for that. Uh, so everything that comes out, for the 21-22 season. So Hoops just came out. My um, boxes arrive tomorrow. I'm going to open a box of everything, uh, probably online, and then uh, I just want to see how I go and then kind of – because a lot of people come and want to invest, and I keep saying to them, 
break even is is a good place to be when you buy a box uh but people still continue to pour money into the hobby i think you want to buy and collect stuff that you are interested in not just do it from the investment because for most people they it's a it's a lot you'll lose so i wanted to do that as an exercise so i'm going to kind of keep tabs on what i open and how much it costs and whether at the end of the year we make money or not so that's the plan so yeah that, lots going on the card. yeah it should be good Let's get down to the points. How is your fantasy team going at the moment? You're breaking even in the uh, card world. You're breaking even in the fantasy world. Uh, so I blew it up. Oh, that's right. Done. Blew it up this week. Uh, I I went out to the the uh, on the Slack channel to the teams and said my my office is open. I'm ready to trade. I'm I'm tanking for the rest of the year, and so uh, I'm looking for picks. Looking for looking for injured stars that aren't playing for the rest of the year. Unfortunately, I have one of those with Dame Lillard going down. Uh, so once he went down, that was the end for me. So uh, so my season, I'm six and six at the moment. I probably, I might've won this week, um, but I know that I can't sustain without Dame and I've got a couple of other injured guys. So I've blown it up. So I'm into, right now I'm looking to move the guys that are in that kind of, I've got to keep up to five players for next year. Yeah. So I'm trying to move the guys that are in that like seven to 10 range to get higher picks for next year so that the people that are still competing can, can do that. Um, yeah. So, so I'm blowing it up. I'm done. What about you? Better story. That sounds so fun. Um, <laughs> well, I'm winning this week against Mad Dog Ballers. So thanks for that Mad Dog. You suck. Um, I'm going to cruise to a victory this week, but looking through his team, I saw that he had Zion Williams sitting down the bottom there injured. And I had, I, I had, was so smart. I think I told you last week a little bit before that I went out, saw that I had an injury list that was empty. And so just went out and got a whole bunch of really good players that weren't gone for the rest of the season, but are gone for a few weeks and just quietly put them in my injury list when no one was watching. And then over two or three weeks, they all became not injured. And then I had like a whole bunch of really good point guards or shooting guards that I didn't need, but all of a sudden, you know, if you needed one, I had one that was averaging a thousand a week. Um, and so uh, for my first one to try and experiment with that, I saw he had Zion Williams. I know that I have Valanciunas and I knew that if Zion comes back, Valanciunas loses um, his worth. But I thought Capella's also been up and down all year. So I thought I'll just check out, I'll just throw out a little cheeky one here. And so I'd thrown him, I said to him, you look, you look like Zion's, you know, a pain in the ass for you. So how about I swap him for C. Anthony, who's sitting there. He's not, he's not too bad. Um, he's got some good yep. stats. He's 88% rostered by people, but I don't need him. He's surplus at the moment. I've got so many um, guys who are, who are point guards and shooting guards. So he said yes. So I'm just waiting for that trade thing to die off. It might not work. Yeah, but no. if, if Zion comes back, then I'm just going to feel so smart that I have like LeBron and... Durant and Booker and Zion. Like, it's going to look great. Even if it doesn't work, it's going to look great. It's going to be a whole bunch of people there's names that I know, which is, you know, part of the fun for me just to recognize people on my team. Um, if, if because him not coming back at all this season is possible. It's, it's, it's not probable, but it's possible. So, um, and the fact that the Pelicans are playing so poorly, you know, I wouldn't rush back to that either. But maybe if he comes back and has a bump, you know, that would be good for Pelicans and the fans and whatever. Anyway, so that's what's happening for me. In the league, I'm still tied for third, fourth. Um, the guy who's also tied with me is also just about to win. So not much is going to happen there. But hopefully there'll be a, a taper. I'm not giving up just yet. I am also six and six. You blew it up at six and six. I've still got hope at six and six. But with six and six, I'm in the top 
three or four. So there's still a small chance in my league. The guy who's winning though is nine and three. And so it's going to take a lot to um, catch him while other people don't catch him. Um, but, you know, if I, yeah. if I come to the top three, I'll be happy. I think the reality this year is that there's been so many injuries with COVID protocols and everything as well that anyone can win. And the, the records don't mean a lot if you've still got a good team and 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 healthy players that are going to play the season. So I I probably wouldn't be blowing my be clear, I wouldn't be blowing mine up if it wasn't for yeah, your longevity uh, thing. But the keeper, yeah, that I can maybe make some moves now to position myself for next year. So I think it's uh, it sounds good. Are you enjoying it enough to play it again next year? Oh yeah, I think I will. Yeah, yeah. It depends on um, depends on how it goes for the rest of this because I'm still we ha- we're not even in the All Star break yet, so I'm enjoying it now. But to say that I'm going to do it next year, we're not even halfway through this year, is a bit much. But we'll see how we go. If I win, I'll definitely be playing it next year. If I get in, <laughs> if I get in the top three, I'll probably play it again. But also, no, it might be hard to find eight people because I know two of them, two of them are eight and four. Sorry, four and eight, and I know one of them's definitely given up and the other one tried to blow it up and he's, he was begging for, for things and I tried to throw him a bone it wasn't a very big bone you know I was going to win out of the trade but he um he wasn't happy to do that so I was like well you're not really blowing it up then hey man like you got to take some risks you can't just be holding on to I think I want a jar for someone and he was just like I'm not giving him she wasn't going to give me jar but whatever uh, I think I Surely we'd, surely, surely we'd be able to get uh, eight of us as uh, plus, us two plus six listeners. It'd be fun. We'll do it next year. Yeah, Even if it's not for anything but, but a bit of glory. Yeah. Love it. On Miller. McKee gets it in the middle for the win. Um, okay, let's do the bet. Each week we do the bet. The expert tries to flex on the rookie. We're currently you winning, I think, by one or two. two. Um, and so this week we were trying to do free throws. Which, whichever player had the best free throw record by the end of the week. I had four games. You only had two, which should have helped. But, of course, no one really knows. So to tell us what happened. No, it did help. Uh, you yeah, had uh, – so the best that um, I had was Booker, who had was the only one that, sh- that had more than 10 because the Suns don't kind of uh, fall down and – like uh, wait for referee. You chose the better as well, so don't give me the shit now. Yeah. I'll take I'll take that. Uh, so thirteen. He went thirteen of sixteen. He was the only one. You had two players uh, go twenty three of twenty four. Wow. At the line. Um, do you do you know who those two players would be? Well, I'm going to go with James Harden and James Harden. Did he do it twice? No, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Well, over the so that was over the course of a week. So which is pretty amazing. Durant went five for five, eight for eight, and ten for eleven. Wow. And Harden went nine for nine, eight for eight, and six from seven. Like it's they're seriously amazing numbers. So mm. uh that was a that was a really clear victory uh for you. And um that moves you to five and four. And oh uh, sorry, um moves the score to five, five to four. Um so I'm up by one. Uh and I, I, I'm going to admit that I haven't come up with a bet this week. So what about uh, you're going to hate this you, one? No, okay. Well, I'm just sort of it then because I can still see my fantasy team. Do we want to say that? Oh, but they don't score the same. Why? You want, to, you want to nominate someone in, or it doesn't have to be your team actually. Nominate someone yeah. who's going to have the biggest score next week. And so if you say you can choose Kevin Durant, for example, and then I yep. say Devin Booker, and then whichever person ends up with the biggest score. And it should be the same result from both of our leagues. 
Yeah. You think it wouldn't be? It'd be un, it'd be unlikely that Kevin would win a mine and Devin would win in yours. Uh, they're different structures, but I think we could probably work it out. So okay, let's do that. Are yeah, you okay. um, who are you going then? Uh, yeah, well, Kevin's injured, so I really don't know who would. Well, my, yeah, can I do a quick amount of research? Uh, yeah, okay. Live, we'll tweet it. Why don't we? Well, why don't we tweet it? We'll tweet okay, it to each. Okay. We'll tweet it out. But um, I guess tomorrow, you go first. You we'll lose it goes first. I have to do it by tomorrow morning. Okay. Monday morning. And I'll put it in the podcast. I'll tweet the pod episode out, tag you in it, and then I'll write underneath, and you can write yours underneath. Uh, right. That would be great. Thanks. I appreciate you letting me go first and letting me do research into it. Nice uh, off the top of your head, who do you, who would you guess? Who do you think is doing? Who's the best fantasy point person in your league in your structure? Are we talking? Are we talking about? Uh, you're not talking about just the Suns, though, right? You're talking about no. any. Yeah, I'm talking about the entire. I don't have to pick a Suns player. Uh, I think Jokic is number one right. um, at the moment. And I think that uh, Giannis is a really close second from memory yeah. um, when I was looking at kind of blowing up. Um, but uh, it depends if you're talking about, because there's a, there's obviously averages. Oh, shit, and then- yeah. What did we mean? Yeah, we'll have to do average, right? We can't do total because it wouldn't change that much. Well, I think, yeah, it probably doesn't really matter from a, um, a weekly. So most of the time... We do it on weekly. Yeah, weekly total. total. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Total. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So for us, I'm pretty sure it's Jokic, Giannis, and I'm. I think Harden's probably number three in totals because he's played quite a few games compared to. Right. Um, right. I could be. I could be wrong on that, but then also LeBron's been really good. Uh, the last probably thirty days, which had pushed some of his averages up as well. So. It really just depends. I, like off the top of my head, if I was going to, if I'm going to, I haven't looked at schedules, so that's probably the other thing. So Ooh. so how many games, I'm giving you tips now, but how many games each yeah, team forgot. play, they probably forgot. want to have a look at as well. Thank you, you for reminding me. That was good. Yeah. So, all right. So you got to, you, you got to be research to do. So that's Monday through to, Monday through to Sunday, we'll do it. Yeah. Right? We found the end of another ep for you legends to listen all the way through. Thank you. We hope you get good looks in clean glass. Cardi B, you've been a pleasure to spend time with as always. Thanks, mate. I really enjoyed it. It's been good. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials like at Brooklyn Netcast, and we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, Edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media family. Oh, shit. Is that your stomach, man? Are you okay?